Welcome to House of Palastri. If your name is Oksana and you enjoy throwing dung across an open paddock, you've come to the right place. With me, co-hosting the podcast, is none other than Alyssa. We are thrilled to have you with us as we discuss Reverend Villanelle, look at my blonde wig, Eve Palastri, and everything in between throughout Killing Eve Season 4. Hello, and welcome to House of Palastri. <laughs> we are here, Alyssa and I, to talk about the very end, the final, the final episodes. Um... As you can tell, I am taking a long pause and a deep breath because there is a lot to cover and there is a lot to say and there is a lot that happened. And both of us are slightly, somewhat, losing our minds about it. Uh, But nevertheless, we will be getting into it soon enough. But I would like to start with obviously introducing my co-host and asking her, Alyssa, how are you doing after these final episodes? (laughs) Um, very multi-layered question there, Francis. Um, did you introduce yourself, by the way? Oh, I can't remember. well, that's fine. It's me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> well, um, Francis, just then when uh, we were setting up the pod, I, um, like I stepped away because I wanted to close the doors to make sure it was quiet. And I noticed that I left the fridge door open. <laughs> and I don't know how long the fridge door has been open oh, for. No. So yeah, um, that's how I am basically in a nutshell. Um, I am, you heard me on Sunday after the episode, I was heartbroken. Um, I'm still heartbroken. I think the, the shock of it all has worn off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I rewatched the episode tonight um, before this pod because I wanted to sort of have fresh thoughts in my head and um, just have that fresh reviewing in my head. And that was a very hard rewatch. I'm still not over that last literally two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fine with the vast majority of the episode and I think they should have just ended it at that hug at the end, but they didn't. They kept going and Villanelle and Eve go over the edge and then... I hope it's not a trigger warning that Eve and Villanelle do go over the edge mm-hmm. and Villanelle gets shot a bunch more times and then she is dead. Yep. The most interesting character in Killing Eve history. And she dies by unseen sniper <sighs> and multiple yeah. gunshot wounds. I was not impressed. No, no. Uh, it is disgraceful, yeah. I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is not too strong a word. Um, no. I think that, I mean, if you're catching the mood of, of us right now, Alyssa and I have talked about this, uh, you know, with messages and whatever, but we haven't actually sat down face to face like we are right now. We're over Zoom and yeah. having this conversation. And I could just tell, like looking at my dear friend, that <laughs> it is really affected her and... It really bothers me that a show that has meant so much to so many people for a long time that has had these incredibly strong written women that has been written by women has come to this. Um, And throw on the fact that these women are queer, throw Mm -hmm. on the fact that these women represented 
so so much of what so many different layers of women then yeah so much of of what women want to be wish they can be mm-hmm. to end it so horrendously honestly it's heartbreaking it's infuriating yeah. it's heartbreaking um yeah all of those words are are sufficient here mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i mean i remember when before the finale aired you and i we're like we're gonna do the pod the next day like we were like we didn't think we'd be on a high I don't think but we certainly didn't think that we would be on this type of low no I don't think I I never honestly I think the reason why I feel so betrayed is because exactly like you said this is a show that has put women first and put queer women first Mm -hmm. and I have always felt very safe in that because I have felt like I trust them not to lead the show astray or lead the characters astray. And I think that trust has probably been undeserved now. And that's why I feel betrayed by it. Because I want to be clear, like, and I don't know if you feel this way, I don't actually mind really that Villanelle died. I think I would have been devastated regardless. I think my problem is you wait four seasons to get two characters together. They finally get together. And I mean, we had a couple of, what, two scenes, nice moments where they were together throughout the season. It's completely ridiculous Mm -hmm. that you get to the first 10 minutes of the final episode of the final series of the series Mm -hmm. to get them together. And then 35 minutes later, she is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it's the last two minutes of the episode. Like it is I've just I just feel completely betrayed. Yeah. And yeah, and so. you know, it's <laughs> I mean, we talked about it straight away. It's the barrier gaze trope. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. You you know, the the comparisons here are, you know, there are many ways that you can have a main character who is queer and in a relationship with okay another woman um, mm-hmm. uh, die. And I have always been a strong supporter of the Danny Clayton and uh, yes. Jamie relationship Bly in Manor. Bly Manor yep. because I've always felt like they did that story delicately. Mm-hmm. And the relationship between Jamie and Danny built up over this time and was so beautiful over the time and Danny's sacrifice was her agency her choice Mm -hmm. um she had many years with Jamie after she made that decision of happiness they made the decision one day at a time they'll go through it together yeah when she dies obviously it's tragic but they did it in such a way that I felt so moved by the relationship. And that final shot where uh, Danny's hand is on Jamie's uh, shoulder and, and yeah. all that as a memory, all of that I thought was beautiful. Yeah. Then you have the opposite of that, which is Klexa, <laughs> right? <laughs> and where it's, you know, they had a bit, a little more build up. I reckon they had more time together than uh yeah. even villanelle in terms of like exploring uh avenues of, of their Being relationship together yeah 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 and obviously then they have sex and one second later 
hit killed by a stray bullet with Lexa. Mm -hmm. And it felt very reminiscent of that. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the first things that you actually said to me before the episode aired. Like (laughs) Alyssa sent me a text and I said, what do you think is going to happen? And she said, I think it's going to be Lexa. I think Villanelle dies in Eve's arms. And she she didn't really die in her arms because apparently they can't touch fingers when they're in the fucking water. But, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, that's what I mean. They couldn't even give us that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what yeah. we had. Yeah. Yeah. So how did yeah, you it's... feel about seeing that play out? That element of it? You know, the, 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 that trope resurfacing oh. in 2022. Can you believe it? Oh, I honestly, I can't believe it. And, like, it is a tricky thing because... Like, a show, I I do believe that a show doesn't have to fix the mistakes of the past necessarily. I do think that a show is free to make the choices they want to make with their characters. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. However, and, and gay people, you know, queer people do love and they do lose people. Of course. That's a fact of life. I think the problem is that we have seen this same thing play out for 20 years now on mainstream media Mm. where like there is like lists and lists and lists of not even just you know female queer relationships but plenty of other queer relationships who for some reason or another a queer character has been killed off yeah and it's just not good enough like and I understand it's not the show's responsibility to fix those past mistakes, but they do have to be responsible when you're writing that. Yeah, I think at this stage there's almost like an unwritten code that should be yes. abided by as writers, yes. you know, especially yeah, in this We're not at the age. stage where it's okay Mm-mm. yet for you to do that. No. And I mean, it's not even that. It's not even about the fact that Villanelle died because – Obviously, she was an assassin. I'm sure she knew that she was going to die eventually. She knew that she was going to die young. The problem is how you do it and how you execute it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Buffy, um, season five finale, where she saves the world by sacrificing herself, essentially. Yeah. Not a, not a queer thing, but just as a comparison's sake. Um, if you look at that, you know, last 10 minutes or whatever, you know, it's absolutely heart-wrenching because A, you're feeling the tension through the whole episode. You see Buffy make the decision. There's a moment before it happens where she has a conversation with her sister and then you see the aftermath at the end. Similar with Bly Manor. Like, there's a whole bunch of lead-up to the event happening. Letting it breathe, yeah. And then you, yeah, you let it breathe and then the viewer gets to sit in it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason why I felt like it was, I mean, it was a ridiculous, irresponsible choice anyway. Mm -hmm. But like, the fact that they slapped the end, Mm. I can't tell you how that made me feel as a viewer. I just felt like they were like telling me to get fucked, basically. Yep. Like, I agree. That was, I just don't know whose choice that was to do that. That, That's just, you know. That felt completely. I, 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 it felt like a joke. It felt yeah. like a joke. Like it felt yeah. like they were saying, "Ha ha! Look what we've done. You're stupid." Like I, that's how it felt. Yeah. And I was like, 
I I was I okay when I finished the episode, just going through my experience, I started yeah. cracking up laughing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. For me to get through something, I will sometimes laugh to kind of be like, "This is so ridiculous that mm-hmm. this is happening." Um, yeah. And I just found that when the end hit, I was like, "This is so fucking stupid." I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing?" And I was cracking up laughing, and then once the laughing came down, I took a minute to think about what I had just watched, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how in the world did we get here? And I know that Uh, I've I've sung on this pod, I've sung Paramore, I've sung Hello Darkness, (laughs) my old friend. We have gone through the rounds, all right? There's been a lot. There's been screaming, there's been bashing the table, we've had it all this this season. Yeah, Um, we have, yeah. But... At no point, at no point has there been a moment where we haven't sat here and asked what the fuck is going on. And we have ended mm. this season with that same damn question. Yeah. And, I, you know, we should have known probably that it was heading in this direction. Yeah. The problem is that when you care about things and when you love characters, you always want to see things improve. The best. And unfortunately, yeah. that did not happen. No. Um, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about all the times we joked about trainer foam. Yeah, yeah. You know, but honestly, I never thought, I mean, we kind of had an inkling that it was going that way, but I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would get a trainer phones-esque ending. Yeah. That is on the same level. And literally, I have seen a bunch of reviews this week that have been like, Killing Eve had the worst ending since Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I am just honestly like yeah i'm just completely like i don't even have words for it to be honest because like i think i said to you a few days ago i would maybe expect this from yeah like a couple of male writers yeah i hate to put it down to women but like i'm just i think that's why i feel betrayed i feel blindsided because they they have shown over the course of the series that they know how to write women yeah and they have all drawn on their own experiences, I'm sure, mm-hmm. to write them. And that's why I just, I can't fathom why not one of them went, this is possibly not the best idea of how to end this character. Not saying yeah. that, like I said, I'm fine as a whole with death because I think that is makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like... Yeah, you just you just can't do that anymore. It all comes you down. You can't bring a couple together and then kill one off 30 no, minutes later. No, You just can't do that. No, you can't. And it all comes down to, yeah, like you said, how you do it. And just to like piggyback off that, Yeah, these are just some of the thoughts that came to mind to me in the last okay. few days because this yeah. is kind of on, this, on the same train of uh, thought here. Okay. I just feel like despite the circumstances of a story – despite the Mm -hmm. fact that, you know, uh, we're dealing with assassins and a dangerous environment, I felt like the message of this finale was that you are punishing women once they Mm -hmm. get a chance to be unapologetically themselves. Mm -hmm. And my question to writers (laughs) who choose to write female-led narratives, whether it's men or women or whatever, is that why is it when women in stories, and this goes for Daenerys as well, finally reach their goal, their power, the acceptance of who they are, that they are immediately punished for it. Like, why? 
despite the context of their actions, why is it always written that they get a sliver of that happiness Mm -hmm. or power or agency or understanding of self before it's ripped away? So like beyond the bury your gaze trope, you are giving into another hurtful layer that women in stories must always have their power tainted or taken away from them. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I think that there are so many layers to what they've done here that the more that I think about it, the more I'm getting pissed off, the more frustrated I'm getting. And I don't think that they are fully aware of what they've done. Like I, I actually don't think so because when you read their interviews... They seem to be really blasé. They seem Mm. to be saying things that just don't make sense. And I have to ask the question, do you actually understand what you've written that has become so hurtful? Why people are responding the way that they are? Because I just think, I just think it's unacceptable for those reasons. The barrier gaze, absolutely. But also the way you've written women. Why would you, why would you take them on a journey like this to rip it all away? In the very yes. last two minutes. Yeah. What does that give your audience? What does that give anyone? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. That's completely valid. That's one of my problems with this season in general. Because you showed a concentrated effort of Villanelle changing over the entire season. Actually, I'd argue since, the, since season two, we have seen her changing. Mm-hmm. Only for her to end up that way after she has over the course of season four had the greatest change of all like so you're right it absolutely feels like a punishment Mm -hmm. it it just it just it honestly beguiles understanding but saying that since you have sort of gone into what the writers have been saying since the episode aired there is definitely a sense of the fans don't understand. You don't understand what we've written. Mm. This is what you're supposed to take from it. <sighs> and you're wrong and we're right. Like there, there's there's no sense of, even after Klexa, I remember, I don't, it's still fresh after this episode airing, but after Klexa, a few days later, the showrunner apologized. It was like one of those sort of half-hearted apology, right. apologies. But for some reason, I just feel like, we're not going to get that here. They're, they're too hard. They're too gung-ho on their, like, you know, Eve needed to be free of this life. Yeah. The fact Why that do they you build said, up a character? The fact that they even suggested that the scream at the end was one of survival and Relief. not one of grief. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do you, what? Like, yeah. it, it was one of those things where you're just sitting there going, am I in the twilight zone? Like, like what? That, that's, yeah. What are you saying? Because mm-hmm. the whole story you've told, like I remember one of the worst things, actually one of the worst quotes I actually thought of the episode was when yeah. Carolyn said to Eve, you are about to embark on some mad endgame. When in fact, you know deep down, you're just a woman who likes an inappropriately timed croissant on a hangover sun- Sunday morning, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Since when, in any of these seasons... Has Eve alluded to the fact that she misses her is life comfortable. Yeah, with yeah. Nico and wants yeah. to be back with her chickens as a yeah. as a wife? Like, where in any of this? Mm. Like, everything that Eve has done has been to push uh, her relationship with Villanelle 
forward. She has embarked on on dangerous, you know, missions and whatnot just to be near Villanelle. And you're here to tell mm-hmm. me in the last episode, the message that you want to leave us with <laughs> is that Eve just wants to be home with her chickens and Nico. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, and I mean, the thing is, Eve has nothing. It's like... At the end, what was the point of her surviving? Exactly. Like, in my head, I'm like, the way I see Eve being after that, she has no... I mean, she's got no significant other. Mm-mm. She has no house. She's living in a hotel. She told Yusuf to go away. Yep. She moved away from that. Yep. Everyone else is dead, pretty much. And I can just see her going back to the start of season three where she's, like, really sad dealing with her trauma in a Korean restaurant. Like, to, to me, I'm just like... But saying that, Francis, when I rewatched the episode with those comments in mind from the writer, the last two episodes, everything makes sense now. Because you remember how we talked in episode seven and we were like, why, why is Eve saying all this weird stuff to the therapist? Like, why is she not... Mm. talking about Villanelle and and we need her to to want to go after Villanelle like this is a love story yeah 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 to Laura it's not a love story it was never a love story it was a 100% it was an obsession thing it was a she in all of her interviews she is like it was unhealthy and to be fair it was unhealthy but then why show me an entire season of the assassin changing I and them getting closer. What what is the point of that? If you didn't want fans to fall in love with their dynamic because they were unhealthy and you wanted Eve to be free of it, why do you show me that? Killing Eve has never cared about what is unhealthy. Yeah, like true. true. Please tell me when in season one, yeah. when in season two, did killing uh, Eve? Yeah, care that's not the point. You're right about yeah. what was unhealthy. You know, so yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. Why we end up in season four and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, consequences for our actions. This is the same fucking show that lets (laughs) Villanelle kill people and then walk out in broad daylight with blood splattered all over herself and no one stops her. It's the same fucking show that has no no consequences for anything Carolyn's no. had no consequences. No one's had any yeah. no fucking consequences. But you're here to tell me at the very end. She has a consequence. Your yeah. two protagonists, they have to suffer. Okay, great. <laughs> what an excellent ending. Well done. Well done. <laughs> you get my most sarcastic applause for that absolute <laughs> bullshit. I, you know, and you know what really frustrates me, Alyssa, and you probably feel the yeah. same way. I am my. Yeah. By the way, the sun has gone down. I am once again in darkness. <laughs> uh, you know what really this is therapeutic. You know what really frustrates me, and you yeah, probably okay. feel the same way. Yeah, I'm sure I do. We are really not the type, like you know, being where we do, we are writers, you know, so we do like to pick apart things and analyze. We are not the type to ever try to drag down or bring down writers. It's not what we like doing. Yeah, I, I, I know, you know, for me, I've worked with uh, quite a few writers and had to work alongside them and network and do all of that. And I, I, when it comes to writers, I like to believe in them and believe that what they're producing will be great. I know how difficult it is to, to write And how anything. personal it is, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so there's no part of me that wants to sit here and be like, this is a travesty, right? But it's a travesty. 
It is. Mm-hmm. And there is yep. no other way to see it. There is no other yep. way around it. And unfortunately, you know, and anyone who's listened to the podcast has known we've sat here saying that we're confused, but we still were going to look at it with eyes of hope. We were still going to try to, yeah. you know, hope that something worked out. Eventually, we got mm-hmm. to the point where we're like, okay, just give us a good ending. Just give us a good ending. And that. Yeah, give us Villain Eve and give us an ending that makes sense. And we will. Not be happy, but we won't be fucking yeah. devastated. But we got yeah. we got a Game of Thrones level ending, and yeah. and it deserves a Game of Thrones level response, which is yeah. what the hell? And and I and I you know it does it really bother trash. me. It does really bother me that you said that the writers are doing that that whole rounds of like, oh, you just didn't get it. Like you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm mm. sorry. There is two sides to this, okay? It is mm-hmm. the way that you've written it and the way that your audience is receiving it. And if your audience yeah. is like, I know I know these characters, I know them, we follow them, we're passionate about them, but all of a sudden you want to flip it on your head and be like, oh, no, nah, actually, they're, they're not the way that you've always thought that they are. They're, mm. they're this way because we've written them that way. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's not... It's not uh, there is no coherent story here. There is nothing. Yeah, definitely. And it's yeah. so disappointing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just on um, train of phones. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was like reading stuff, I was like reading the reception of train of phones because I was like, feel like this is cathartic to me because of what happened in there. And I was obviously a viewer at that time, and I felt that you know same level of what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, but it was 20, it was 2019. So it's, it feels quite like it was a long, a long, a long way away. Mm -hmm. Um, but I read this, um, review after the final season aired Mm. that this, this writer, this journalist said, the final season has been the same story over and over again. A lot of tin eared writing, trying to justify some of the most drastic story developments imaginable as quickly as possible. And I was like, that could sum up Killing Eve, basically. Yeah. You know, just a lot of shoddy, like, weird connections that the audience has to deduce more from than the writing gives us. Mm-hmm. We're filling in a billion gaps and you still give us this ending. Like, the season was already crap, but, yeah, I could have taken it if if that ending hadn't been like that, but... I wanted to say as well, something you reminded me about what the writers were saying. I wanted to know what you thought of this comment that Laura said. I don't know if you read this, but she said um, after the episode, she said something about how Villanelle was too big for the world. And she, what? <laughs> she, she, yeah, I can't remember the exact quote, but she said Villanelle was like too big and wonderful and magical for this world. And it made sense for her to leave the world and exist on another plane. And that really fucking pissed me off because Anyone who's ever lost someone or gone through any type of grieving process knows that that is complete bullshit. Like, <laughs> are you okay? Sorry. Your face is like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I am frozen in time from hearing yeah. this, this, this quote. That, legitimately, that's what she said. So, so what is this world? F- full, of, full of beige people? Like, is that what they want? Is, is this world full mm. of boring nothing? Yeah, exactly. What 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 what, it's, what, it's what does a... that even mean? Yeah. I'm sorry. What like <laughs> what? I, I I feel like I feel like trying to like work through these comments that they're making is like mm. trying to do rocket science. I am sitting here yeah. going, "Can you please explain to me? I am not 
Like, this is not NASA, okay? I shouldn't have to sit here and do a scientific equation to figure out what the yeah. fuck you're saying. Like, like just yeah. put it in plain words, for fuck's sake! Like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm getting frustrated because I feel like every single time I am reading what any of them are saying from that stupid comment about the fact that it was like, oh my God, oh my God, about the fact that it was a, a scream of like relief. relief. Yeah. I'm like, of what? She's lost Villanelle. They were just fucking making out and you're telling me that she's, oh yay, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> what is the logic <laughs> yeah even when you watch sandra o's face it's like she looks angry oh, she does God. not look free sandra o, that's it's a oh, she played God. that she did not play that like a scream of survival no and which is fair enough like it just shows <sighs> oh, that they completely God. just don't get it like they just don't understand their characters why i'm sorry you can't write a love story that's what it is. I'm sorry. It's a love story. You can't write a love story and then get to the very end and say to the fans and viewers, a lot of them who are young women who are trying to figure out who they are in this world mm. and they're trying to figure out their sexuality and they've seen something that they like in Villanelle and Eve and they think to themselves, I might have something like that someday. You can't say to them at the end of all that that... I'm sorry. That's not actually true. I'm sorry. You're too magical for this world. You have to die. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I can't remember what the actual quote was. It's it's like you're too big. You're, you're too much, um, too much person, what? too much human being for this oh, world. Wow. I don't know. Something stupid wow. like that. I'll find the quote. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just can't. With, I, you know what? I think, I, I said this to you the other day. I, um, I have a problem with edgy sorry i'll just read you the quote oh yeah go ahead villanelle is too big to contain on earth <laughs> the only place she can go is somewhere more celestial <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what the, that's what it said <laughs> what oh my god it is you know what like it's it's this is like uh, yeah you know it's a joke yeah i, I can't i just can't yeah. um Okay. And that's the thing. The other thing that is like, I mean, not to like cut this conversation short, but the other thing is you show me seven episodes of Eve being fucking hellbent on the 12. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that fucking dance montage, I was literally like, what the fuck am I watching? She is fucking, I'm sorry, seven episodes of her fucking going after the 12. She's dancing in that moment. Like, fuck off. And. Who do you think I am? And. They, I saw more interviews afterwards and I'm not sure if this was Laura Neal or, um, I'm sorry, what's the producer's name? Woodward something? Oh, Sally Sally Woodward Gentle. Yeah, they said that, um, they said. Yep, this show has never been about the twelve. That's why. Yes, she because did say it's that. about Villanelle yeah. and Eve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where was that in the season? Doll, <laughs> you are telling me it was about Villanelle and Eve. I watched the whole fucking season about the twelve, and then you're telling me it's not about the twelve. What the fuck? I need I, someone. Please call my therapist because I need therapy. Somebody sedate me. Somebody sedate me because it's like this is just insanity. I'm sorry. That it is the is. most insane. Yeah. That is that is okay. This is saying a lot, but that is probably yeah. the worst comment. I mean, okay, I've seen worse, but there are, that is one of the worst comments about yeah. this season. Mm. Is that this is not about the twelve. 
Well, then why yeah. the fuck was Yusef there? Why did I have to watch Yusef? Why did I have to watch? Why, why did we not get any even Villanelle scenes all exactly. season? Because Eve was fucking pissed off and wanted to chase the 12. Why was Pam there only to say no to Carolyn at oh, the end? Oh You're telling God. me she had a whole fucking arc, a whole new character, just to say yeah. no to Carolyn. Yeah, that was fucked. I'm sorry. I was pissed off for Pam's sake. Ugh. Like, I Look, I grew to like Pam, but like, why? Why was she there? Why yeah, were any yeah. of why was any of this even happening? Why? I don't why know. Why did I, we go through this? What yeah. did we do wrong? To and you know, I feel so fucking gaslighted when they say yeah. this shit because I'm like, you can't just go ahead and be like, oh by the way, right now I am a floating head. My entire background <laughs> is dark. <laughs> um No, but you can't just go out and say like, oh, it's about Villanelle and Eve. Like, uh, please. Please. Oh, my God. Please. please. I, I can... The, the, my face, when I did not see one... I, I don't... You know me. I don't care about the 12. I'm here for Eve and Villanelle. From a story perspective, if you, if you make them a plot throughout the entire season, you need to show me more than a 30-second fucking montage of Villanelle killing them all. She says, hello, losers. We don't even get a look at their faces. Yeah. I would have liked to see, like, I would have been interested, I don't know, interested is a, is a loose term, but I would have been more interested if you had shown me, like, a whole bunch of different people, men and women in that room. I would have been like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see any of that. Yeah. I just saw her killing people, and I just... There's this look on her face at the end, which, like, I think Jodie described, like, she was spellbound by looking at Eve. But I think Laura asked, uh, I think the script called Villanelle to look more psychopathic after that scene finished. Because Laura wanted to then say, Villanelle is at her happiest when she is killing people, even though we know that is unequivocally not true. She has wanted to not kill for a long time she's just good at it because that's all she's ever done i can't tell you how how much that scene pissed me off like i do not understand yeah how you come to that conclusion that villanelle is happiest when she's killing after everything that we have gone through yeah yeah Definitely. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I... <clears throat> Excuse me. I need Hello. a moment. Because, <laughs> once again, this is a comment that makes no sense in context of these yeah. characters that we know. No, she's just saying it to, like, defend herself. To justify, yeah, to justify what she writing. wrote. And it yeah. just feels like... Laura, it's like... I understand that finishing a story about Mm -hmm. these assassins is difficult. And I have said from the beginning of this pod, I do not envy the writers. I knew it was always going to be a difficult task. And of course, you know, but my thing is they have spoken openly about that, how they had a hundred different endings. And this is the one with so many different combinations. And this is the one they settled on. Mm. was there not one person in that room that said hang on 
this is not gonna this is not good like did anyone yeah. decide to do that because if that's not the case please get you get me get someone get someone off the street in the room to be mm-hmm. like hand up I'm the intern I got something to say because I just don't yeah. I just do not understand I, well, I, I don't understand fair, like, how anyone thought this was a good ending did yeah. they really did they really they, I feel like they're well, sitting there going, oh, we did a great job. And I'm like, what, what, what? I know, like, patting us. Like, did you see, oh, my gosh, the Killing Eve Twitter, like, as the episode aired, they're like, join us afterwards for, like, this Chilling uh, Eve. Twitter event called Chilling Eve. And they were popping like, champagne. Can, like, oh, after Villanelle died, they emoji. were popping champagne after Villanelle oh died. God, like, oh, yay, I'm crying, let me drink. Like, that's literally the only reason I would want any alcohol. Like, like yeah. honestly, are you like, oh, yeah, celebrations? Like, no. Mm. You've, like, literally traumatized your audience. Like, <clears throat> I, I'm, oh, my God, they're so out of touch. They must be so out of touch because how would you not know? How, I don't... how do you not know the audience is this upset? Like, I, oh, my God. I actually, I feel. I think maybe they thought they were at a point where they wouldn't get that comparison because it is 2022. And they, they thought they might have gotten a pass, maybe. I don't know. And to be fair, we don't know. Like, I know that there, there are obviously a bunch of writers in the writer's room. The reality is what the producers and what the head writer wants is what they have to write. Like, yeah. you don't have the freedom to... Like, you can voice your opinions, but, you know, um, if, it, if it doesn't fit with... Don't the they have, like, plan, sensitivity then... consultants or... You'd like so. Like, I, that's I don't know. what I just don't understand because there are people that are in the room. Or just do a five-second Google, though. Yeah. You don't even need a sensitivity expert. You just go, lesbian couples, <laughs> Google, in media. <laughs> oh, wow, the first hit is literally a BuzzFeed article. This is how many lesbians have yeah, died it, but it just, in, in TV. Like, I, 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 oh, my God, my God, yeah. I can't. Um, anyway, so... Anyway, let's talk so, about yeah. let's talk mm. about the villainy <laughs> scenes that did exist, um, mm. that we did get, and you know mm-hmm. we could always talk about episode seven, but what's the point? Um, they yeah. they nothing really happened about exactly. Gun. Episode seven um, was another shitty filler. It literally just showed us Gun who had no overarching plot relevance. Like I probably would have been a little bit less upset if Gun had come back somehow, but Eve had to fucking claw her eyes out so she couldn't, and she was stranded on the island. So, you know, make it make sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we'll talk about the villain Eve stuff, but like, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to believe that an assassin who has been recruited since she was a child and has killed a billion people is gonna walk onto a boat full of fucking like these people who belong to this organization no weapon literally no plan it seems like i'm sorry like i'm sorry and then get shot by a bullet from like one direction Mm -hmm. they go over the edge they're in the water like i don't know two meters deep or something or a meter deep still getting shot from above them where I'm not a physics expert, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Where is the sniper? I Is there multiple snipers? Maybe there are multiple snipers, but like, oh, just don't be lazy. Give me a good death for her. I will be fine. But if it makes sense, 
then that's another thing altogether. And then with Carolyn's jolly good, I was like, (laughs) I would have liked it better if they used Pam there or they used Gun or like we saw who killed her. Like, I wouldn't have liked it, but like, yeah, like, I understand Pam was there to show that she had a choice and she could walk away. But don't, why give her that much screen time and take it away from the actual story if ultimately it's going to mean nothing? But my question is this. What was the story? Uh, I don't even know. (laughs) Can anyone actually, like, give a conclusive, like, plot? My thing is that, that, like, Suzanne took season three in a way and then she ended even Villanelle in a really good place. Mm -hmm. Where they clearly showed that they were like on the they same walk page. away from each other. Yeah. They're on the same page. They loved each other. Whatever. Yeah. And then, obviously, I don't know what it is. Someone said we can't have even Villanelle together. Mm-hmm. Laura, you have to start them from this space where they're angry at each other, and they're not going to be together all season, and they're going to get together right at the end, and then, as a bonus, now we're going to kill her off. Yeah. And meanwhile, while that's all happening. They don't talk about why they are angry at each other at all the whole season, even when they're together. Yeah. They don't talk about – Villanelle doesn't talk about her mum, killing her mum. There is no, no conversation. They don't talk about their feelings towards each other, really. I mean, they just kiss each other. They don't really talk about their feelings. They don't talk no. about how Vill- how Eve feels when she kills. They don't talk about yeah. anything of significance that they had anything to do with. The closest that we ever got – to Villanelle opening up to Eve was when they were on the dance floor and Villanelle was kind of like crying-ish uh, when they were, you know, after she had just killed her mother and they were dancing and Villanelle had that moment of vulnerability. And I'm like, yeah. how do you go from that moment? And I know that everyone likes to say, oh, those moments aren't coming. Kind of... They existed. I'm sorry. They existed. They were there. They did. Okay? Yeah. And it's just like... If, if they had that moment on the dance floor, I'm asking, how has Villanelle said nothing about killing her mother? This look, I, I, all I wanted was a conversation where they talked about what they have gone through while, yeah. while being in pursuit of one another, mm-hmm. while engaging in this, like, you know, uh, unconventional, like, you know, uh, uh, you're here, I'm there. We're coming together relationship. Yeah. I would like to know why they did not have one significant conversation about their relationship. Even the moment Because moments, they never wanted them together. But that's the problem because then when you go and you make them start kissing and they're just kissing and, you know, they're beautiful scenes, but they feel out of place because... Yeah. Because they haven't had one stinking conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation, ladies. Like, and and it's not yeah. their fault. Like, but write one. No, no, no. Write a conversation for them, please. Because I was sitting exactly. there when those scenes started. I was sitting there going, okay, so they're just going to share a sleeping bag. Okay. And they're just going to go mm-hmm. in a van and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, feed each other chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to yeah. talk about a damn thing, which means that the yeah. audience doesn't know a damn thing, and all they're going and- like all they're going to see is you guys having your moments together. But it has barely any substance because this whole season has not allowed you to have any substance. Anyway, sorry, yeah, go definitely. on, Alyssa. No, no, it's true, and like 
that was the perfect setting for like when when Eve arrives on the island on Gunn's island like and Villanelle is like all mad with her there's the perfect opportunity for them to have a conversation but and they do but the dialogue is really like clunky mm. and ambiguous again, it's always ambiguous ambiguous and like we the we the and it's, I think it's meant to be taken that we can take whatever we want from it but that's not what we want we want an honest conversation yeah like fuck like why was Eve so mad with Villanelle? That's what I wanted to know this literally this whole season. And it was the same in the conversation with Carolyn. She said, you've known who killed Kenny since day one. Excuse me, tell us who killed mm-hmm. Kenny. You've strung us along for eight episodes and we, like... <laughs> okay, let me just... I'm sorry, I'm having a brain <laughs> Let me just have My a... brain is, like, buffing out. Breaking yeah. news... I don't think the writers know who killed Kenny. <laughs> no, no one knows. And what was the point of the letter? Well, why did they show me a scene of Carolyn reading a letter, putting it away, and getting in the water? What am I supposed to deduce from that? I, I who? What did the letter say? If you're gonna get write a letter of significance, what does it say? <laughs> <laughs> just there's just so much bullshit that I'm like, oh my gosh. It anyway, is. getting back to Even Villanelle, I felt the same way. Like, I mean. My little shipper heart was dancing. Oh yes, <laughs> because I really dancing. liked it, and you know that was that was a really natural kiss that they had, and I liked the I liked the sleeping bag moment when they, you know, Millenel touched Eve's scars, and you know, perfect opportunity for them with the the hiker couple talking about how they shared a kidney and these are our matching scars. I totally thought they would turn around and be like. You know, when even Villanelle in the sleeping bag, we've got matching scars too, that type of scene. Mm-hmm. Like, and just so many missed opportunities. Yeah, like, sleeping bag scene was nice. Like, the, the curly fries was nice. Like, there were, like, a lot of nice moments. But you're right, they felt totally out of place because, again, Eve's character has done a 180 and I don't know how she feels. <laughs> and like I said to you... Sorry, I'm rabbiting on now. But when we were talking about episode seven, I was like, the writers are writing Eve like she is not in love with Villanelle. Mm. And like we, the fans, are kind of like, well, what is she then? Mm. Like, (sighs) yeah, just it's just like fucking hell. It's literally like it's story writing 101. Like, it's really not. Give me a plot that makes sense. It's really not that hard, like to no. to. You know, I know I've I've been harping on for weeks about how this is a character based narrative, and yeah. how in order to give any type of satisfaction to a character based narrative, you have to do right by the characters and have the characters um, have satisfying arcs, mm-hmm. and. There is no satisfaction to this. That's why it feels empty. Like, it, it, I mean, mm. as much as it's like, yes, they <clears throat> got to have their moment. And I agree, like, the, the peck on the cheek was really sweet and their kiss was really, you know, um, you know, got to give it to Jodie and Sandra because you can tell they oh, put a lot into it. it their all. And, yeah, you know, definitely. they probably were trying to do the best with what they had. Um, yeah, which I appreciate. And they did. But the problem is, you know... You have had them 
literally two episodes ago, Villanelle being like, I'm done with you. No emotional payoff from it. And Eve, you know, like, watching her murder. Like, I'm so confused with why any, any moment in this season had any relevance to where we ended up. If you're saying mm-hmm. the 12 didn't matter, well, then why was Yusef there? Why was yeah. Pam there? Why was Constantine there? Why, why was Lars why was there? there? Why did Villanelle go to jail and then be taken out and said no one leaves the 12? What is all of this shit, right? Mm. Why was Carolyn, yeah, uh, trying to figure out what happened to Kenny just for us to get no answer in the end? Yeah. Why did any of that happen if that was irrelevant? And then if you want to yeah. go into even Villanelle, it's like if you said the whole story is about them, well, then why did they barely get five seconds of screen time Mm. like nothing it's like they just went villainive kiss tick yeah villainive ass slap yeah villainive like couple of scenes tick okay the queer audience will like this look you know we're getting we're getting a gay male you know couple to get married Uh, you know oh look helen's gay it's like i'm sorry you can throw in yeah. as many queer kisses as you want in this show. There is only one relationship that people are here for. And yeah, definitely. there is only one proper way to do representation in the show. And it's not by it's not by yeah, just like, fluttering, yeah. you know, like like you know, throwing around a whole bunch of random queer people that we don't know. Like, great, you've included mm-hmm. them. They exist in this world. Okay, yeah. cool. But if you can't do right by your actual characters who are queer yeah. in this story this story is about all of that mm-hmm. doesn't matter like all of that is mm-hmm. is is like you know uh uh like i i okay okay i got an analogy right okay, all okay. of that all it. of that is rice okay rice on its own even villanelle are the butter chicken okay <laughs> and you are telling me i love your analogies Francis. you are telling me to eat the rice on its own when I am waiting yes. for the succulent... I'm here for the butter chicken. The succulent, <laughs> the tasty... The sauce. The sauce. I'm waiting for the, the sauce, onion, man. The waiting for the sauce. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Rogan Josh. I'm waiting for the... I'm waiting for the curry, man. Yeah. And you are giving me rice only. And it's like, I am yeah. sorry. I... That is... You know... And not even rice, actually. No, fuck that. Because rice is filling. You're giving me, <laughs> you are giving me a rice cake, okay? You are, you know, it, it, <laughs> with nothing, with on, nothing it, yeah. on it and it's not filling and I'm fucking it's... starving and I'm pissed off. Yeah. That is, uh, that, yeah. you know, I, no, 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 you, I don't, no. <laughs> so, um, basically failure and, um, yeah. And, yeah, definitely. you know, I think also, I think also what really bothered me was, when Villanelle did die, and you you touched on this as well, there was no blaze of glory. There was nothing, you know. It was just it was gunshot, yeah. and she's in the water, and she's drowning, and goodbye. Yeah. And it's just like they don't touch. She just disappears. Her body's never going to be found. She's at the bottom of the Thames. Yeah, and like, and and then I get a nice little the end title card. Yeah, and I also I also have to ask a question, right? And like yeah. I've seen this actually talked about um across the board, right? Mm-hmm. Over a number of projects that have come out since the pandemic began. Mm-hmm. The world is in not the best place, right? Yeah. And 
stories are a way to escape the world to find some type of comfort yeah there is a problem to me that when that is the case who wants some depressing horrible end to a yeah. show that matters to them, you know? So I yeah. also feel like it's out of touch right now. And people can say, oh, being true to the story. But it's not. You could have... You said you had hundreds of you endings to choose the story, from. Exactly. Though. You said you had hundreds yeah. of endings to choose from. What difference does it make? The show is over. Whether they are dead, yeah. one is dead. What di- difference yeah. does it make if they fake their deaths and they're now alive? The difference is exactly. the audience is happy. The difference is the audience it feels feels better than they do now. Not to mention the way the source material ends, the codename Villanelle books, yeah. is that they fake their death. Villanelle fakes her death and she is alive. Yeah. Like, and she comes back to Eve and they end up together. That's that's literally like you had it right there in front yeah. of you. I don't know if you were just trying to – I said to you before the finale aired, I was like, I feel like they're going to do this woke-ass bitch ending. Yeah. It's going to make me really mad. And they did do that. It's yeah. like they went, mm, nah, mm, ooh, ooh. Yeah, let me go with uh, this one. I get so frustrated sometimes with morbid, tragic endings because um, I mentioned this to you the other day. Because sometimes they think that what they're doing is really incredible and like risky. Yeah. But all it is mm. is more of the same. Like, you know, yeah, what, like yeah, with yeah. Daenerys's death, all that was was the same thing her family went through Targaryen mm. madness. She can't handle it. She's killed stabbed yeah right she's the mad queen yeah it's like how is this any different this is the what would actually be fulfilling for her character is to take the iron throne break and to to have a a you know whether that's you know um things working out perfectly for her or not that's not the point but the point is that she had a goal and a journey and you've just taken away from her the second that she got it and in the same way yeah, she, you didn't have to have her go on a freaking murdering yeah. spree where she kills every man woman and yeah. child yeah and it's like, like you know fuck. with with uh with with villanelle it's like in the same way it's just kind of like why 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 take her on a trajectory that's interesting because as an assassin it's interesting that she's exploring herself and finding someone to connect with the interesting Mm -hmm. ending for villanelle is finding someone who she connects with that she doesn't want to kill that she doesn't want to betray right instead she she wants to change her life yeah instead we get villanelle's an assassin and she dies for her crimes how? That is not edgy. That's not interesting. That is fucking boring. That is fucking the same old bullshit. That is the same mm. old trope. That is the same old damn thing that I look back, I look at, and I go, I don't want to. I like, I don't give a shit about like, like rewatching this story. And like, you know, when it comes to rewatchability, like, you know, I don't know how you feel about it. Um, for me, like, you know, maybe in time I'd be able to watch season one and season two again and just pretend that it ends mm. there. Um, because I think Emerald and Phoebe were just fucking fantastic. That material is just so snappy, so good, perfect. Um, I don't know, what do you think about rewatching the series? Um, well, I said to you the other day that, so I feel like Dany was one thing, right? Mm. I feel like she had a character assassination to the T, right? They totally destroyed... Yeah, like, she was one of the most purest, like, kind-hearted characters 
I am sure I'm seeing the rosy side of Dany, but she was she was written to be like that. She was soft, like mm. she, you know, came from adversity. She had a horrible family life, and she was kind. Mm-hmm. And so when they turned around and they had her hear the bells and <clears throat> and kill everyone, every person on Earth was sitting there going, "This is not in that character's nature." No. It doesn't make sense, even though you put in a few half-ass scenes to. To show us, to apparently show us. That well, she's remember how they did it by men saying she can't be trusted. Like men, yeah, men, exactly. You know, it was all that. Yeah, like it was. Um, it was Varys. Varys, Tyrion, um, having to come to yeah. terms with it. It was, you know, all having these little like whispering side eye conversations. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, anyone would be paranoid if, if you know your advisors were doing that in front of you. But yeah, so for her, like that was unforgivable, and I haven't watched Game of Thrones since. I, I feel like I'm very, very angry about the ending, but to me there hasn't been that level of villanelle character assassination. So yeah. for me, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to feel in six months, but like I'm going to definitely have a long break from the show, but I don't think it, it will affect my rewatchability at this stage. But it's only because, like I told you, I revere her as a character mm-hmm. and I, I'm just not interested in not watching again. However... There's no goddamn way I'll be watching Carolyn's spin-off. There's no goddamn way that I'm going to be talking to Kill and Eve about everyone because everyone's going to say the same thing for years afterwards. What did you think about what they did to her character? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go, well, fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. They threw it down the toilet. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I obviously can't watch it now for a long while, but um, for me, I, I mean, I don't think I'll, I'll watch season four again but mm. um you know there there's still a lot of good villanelle stuff and i i'm really glad a character like her exists and i think that's why it feels so goddamn personal mm-hmm. you know like yeah like you said um when you watch film or are you taking stories you're like immersed into another world and and you're bridging a gap and you're learning things about yourself when you relate to a character or a love story and you know with villanelle we meet this woman who is charming and, and intelligent and funny and an assassin. And that's just a part of her. And the same with her sexuality. It's just a part of her. Like she was such a breath of fresh air as a character. And it's like, I've never seen that type of dynamic between women in a show before. And that's why it gripped me so much. Mm-hmm. That's why it had so much potential. And yeah, we sat with her as she changed. And it's like, I'm way more interested in Villanelle's change than Eve's change. Yeah. Because her world is so interesting to me. Yeah. I will jump on to say that I think that I think that the writers have really done wrong by Eve's character. Um because I think she (laughs) I I mean Villanelle is very um loud and, and out there and her her personality traits are quite like um uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, attractive, right? It's attractive mm. uh, to, to watch. Yeah. Eve is a little more subtle, but the difference is with Eve is that there is a lot you can do with that. There is a lot you can do with a person who has the life that they have where they are coming to terms with, with things that are going on inside of mm-hmm. them that could have yeah. made her fascinating and just as fascinating yeah. as Villanelle, right? Yeah. Yeah. They really did her wrong by not finding those fascinating qualities and kind of using them 
for the audience to be able to latch onto Eve as a character and empathize with her because all they did in the final season was make Eve really difficult to connect with because she wasn't making yeah. any sense. Um, yeah. They weren't giving her a lot of empathetic qualities that they were with Villanelle yeah. and I feel like that was that was not necessarily um, Eve's fault or Sandra's fault or anything. It was just no. a matter of them not fleshing out this character arc with Eve and um, yeah. that really always that bothers me all the time because I hear yeah. all the time where people speak highly of Villanelle but it's like I know deep down that a character like Eve is rich a character like Eve yeah. has, has a richness yeah. that you can uh, use <laughs> in a very yeah. smart and uh, a unique way and if you choose not to do it well you're, you're missing out you know because she uh, the 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 whole series Phoebe Waller Bridge when she created it thought of Sandra O oh, she thought of Eve yeah not Villanelle did, yeah. Eve how have yeah. you and she fought to have Eve yeah because like they were originally just going to make it all about Villanelle yeah. but she fought to and have I Eve. remember in yeah. the first season I really liked Eve because she was like yeah. a little bit like you know uh, she was at her job but you could like she was you know the stuff where like she was with Bill she and was she was like you know mm-hmm. like you're a dick swab. Like, things like that, you know, where she'd just say yeah. things or or in the seasons where she would just do funny shit. Yeah, definitely. And um, and to be honest, only Sandra and Eve could draw us into a world like that. And she lost a lot of that, a lot of that in the later seasons when they decided to veer more towards Villanelle. To make her hellbent. Yeah. Yeah, and made her like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, made her, yeah. and made her hellbent as well on the 12 that apparently don't matter and never did. Um, mm. So, you know... And I agree they never did, but, you know, they, they decided to act like they did for a whole fucking season, actually two seasons. Actually, why? Speaking of. Yeah. Why? Did Carolyn have a whole arc with her daughter, <laughs> Geraldine, you know what? in season three? Oh, Ow! Sorry, I just hit the wall with my Such feet. a waste of Gemma Whelan. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's sad. Anyway, go on. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, that's why it's so offensive when, like, Laura comes out in an interview and she says, now, like, yeah, Eve's scream is of relief. She can start a new life and Villanelle freed her from that. (laughs) Eve doesn't want a new life, clearly. Like, you can't put in a bunch of exposition or a bunch of, like, random quotes from Fiona Shaw, who is fabulous as Carolyn, let me just say. But, like, you can't put a bunch of those quotes the confusing quotes in from Carolyn and make me deduce that that is what Eve is actually like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I maintain that like the, the decision to focus in season three on Villanelle was the wrong one. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't have had as much as I like um, episode five where she's in, in Russia. Like we shouldn't have had a whole episode without Eve. Like, you know, I just think there's, yeah, there's just been so many missteps along the way that really show season one and two were like quality television. Yeah. Season three and four are just like, yeah, yeah, they're the burnt banana bread. I will, yeah, like, that, it is a burnt hell. banana bread. But I will say this, though, that, you know, if people want to come to the conclusion that season three, you know, was the the, the thing that set season four in motion... I have to argue that because where we left off in season three mm-hmm. could have branched into a very interesting ending. It could have. Yeah, it could And have. with yeah. them on the same page, they could have been together. Yeah. They could have been tracking down the 12 with Carolyn. They could have been 
doing anything, yeah. anything to um uh, to make that story more interesting. You could have rectified the what the the mistakes from season three and season four. Because like, let's be real. Like those few scenes that we have of it had of even Villanelle just like in the camper van or whatever in the bothy, mm-hmm. they were like peak comedy. Yeah. Like they were good. They're good together. Because yeah. they like, have amazing it's, chemistry. It's honestly. Yeah, it's just the saddest thing of all is the disservice to that because, like, we never got to see any of it, really. You know, I- we never got to see them being, yeah, like, working together except for season two. And that's why season two is largely a pretty strong season mm. because they're working together. I know you've said that before. I was going to say that, like, just I, I, I was just going to talk about another dynamic that's, you know, different, but, like, has this similar thing, and that is Kate Bishop and Yelena from, um, from uh, uh, Hawkeye. Ah, yes, yes. Right? Um, Which, absolutely, I'm sure they took um, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they rocked up only to get, like, only, uh, Yelena only rocked up, I believe, at the end of episode four. And there were six mm-hmm. episodes in the series. And somehow yeah. in episode five and six, they did so yeah. much with them in the time that they that's, had. Wow. I actually thought she was in the whole series. No. Like, that's how much, like, yeah, her, of a difference that she No, made. but they, they had that, that scene where she was eating macaroni. It was like, I don't know, maybe mm. 10 minutes long. It was a long scene, maybe seven-ish minutes. The scene where they were chasing each other in the elevator and just their moments, mm. you know. Their chemistry, it was so amazing that... Bring them together. Bring yeah, them together. <laughs> their chemistry that they had was so amazing that, that yeah. articles were being written about them. Everyone loves them together, right? It's because yeah. when you have these actresses that feed off each other and they are so good together, you want them together. You don't want them apart. Capitalize yeah, on it. So you literally have your story I'm right so, there. You don't I, need to uh, invent adversity. beyond me how you have... Mm the chemistry that you have with, with Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh. And you don't yeah. find interesting ways to have them together. Like, you know, you can do cute things. Like, like that elevator scene in Hawkeye where Kate's mm. pushing all the buttons yeah, and Yelena's like, oh, my God, you're so <laughs> annoying. Like, you know, um, it's that type of thing where, like, you always keep it fresh. Like, come up with things where they annoy each other. Come up with things where, they're, where yeah. they, you know... Uh, play jokes or pranks or do something that's just cute. Yeah. Show a relationship building so that, yes, if Villanelle dies in the end, we've had a whole season of beautiful it moments with feel... them. Yeah. That, yes, yeah. it's ended in tragedy, but like we've had hours of them together to be able to hold on mm-hmm. and say they really had some time to have conversations, to share moments yeah. with each other. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. I will say one other thing about that Kate and Yelena um, dynamic is yeah. that when Yelena did rock up, the reason why it was so effective from the jump was because when they sat down and had macaroni, Yelena was talking about Natasha and Yelena was talking about losing her sister mm. and they built a connection mm. in that moment. So I, w- yeah. I want to know, I genuinely want to know how they thought that they would not be able to have some type of cool dynamic or different dynamic mm. if Villanelle was to sit down and talk to Eve about her mother. Like why? Yeah. Why yeah. can't that happen? Why? Why are you afraid of that? Why? Yeah. Why are you afraid of of that? That is so powerful. That could be really mm. powerful. That could be a really powerful scene. Like, like Villanelle actually talking about grief. Have you thought mm. about doing that? Like instead, no, you just haven't. did nothing, and it's like you had so much. Like you had so much to work with, and you've just gone. We're gonna do none of it. 
we're going to make a story that's completely irrelevant, that doesn't matter. Yeah, this is irrelevant. all going yeah. to be filler, and then it's going to have a shit ending. There you go. Yeah. Why? This is an Emmy yeah, Award exactly. winning, you know, uh, show with with Jodie Comer winning for for Villanelle. They've won awards, other awards for the show in total. I'm pretty sure hasn't Sandra won a Golden Globe? Like there is a reason why. Yeah. Because these characters are brilliant. Like, mm. you have so much to work with. I yeah, it's insanity. I know, and I think that's that's the saddest thing of all, right? Because yeah, you you literally yeah you had you had actors with chemistry who wanted to do the story justice. You can tell, like Jodie understands Villanelle as a character. Yes. Like, I mean, we have talked about how Amelia Amelia Clark felt after Dana Dani. And I, I'm certain that Jody would be feeling the same way. But, yeah, unfortunately, they're, like, you know, they're, they're kept by contracts and stuff. So I honestly don't think we're going to hear them saying much about it. Maybe in a few months, like Amelia mm-hmm. did. But they they would have been affected by that. Like, when you played a character for that long, they become part of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to speak on her behalf, but Amelia, no, Amelia no, no. Clark did, you know... It's well known. She said it. She went for a three-hour walk. She was drinking. She was calling friends. She was crying on the she phone. She was crying. Wasn't saying, she? Yeah. do you think Daenerys is a bad person? Without giving them any context. Like, she really, it really messed her up. She felt, like, yeah. she felt blindsided by it, right? Yeah. And I have to, you know, ask the question. I mean, obviously, it's not the same level of character assassination, like we said. But I have to ask the question... I really hope that they're not feeling like their characters have, I mean, I, I don't know how you wouldn't, f- left in the dust to just, you know, mm. as nothing. Like, it, yeah. it, it, is, it is really, really heartbreaking, honestly. And yeah. I just want to throw something else out there to, like, our listeners, right? Yeah. Um, we are going to do a wrap-up next week. Um, mm-hmm. If you would like to add any thoughts on the season, we want to hear it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, please email us at houseofpalestry at gmail.com. We will read through all of it. We will talk about it on the pod. Um, because, yeah, we, we really want to, like, just get a, an idea. I mean, we kind of have a, an idea of the pulse of the fandom, but we really love hearing what people have to say. And um, yeah, we'd love to be able to talk about it. And also, uh, we are at House of Palestry on Twitter if you'd rather contact us there for... But I also just wanted to say to the to the listeners, um, you know, if you are really upset about this, um, don't let anyone ever say to you that something is just fiction or it's just a story mm. or any of that. Um, yeah. Fiction is an emotionally captivating um, thing. It ha- it's a safe place. Yeah, storytelling has been around since the beginning of time and it has brought yeah. comfort and, and meaning to people's lives. Whatever you are feeling right now is right, is, is okay, yeah. and is valid, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, if you even just want to reach out and send us an email or a tweet or whatever, or, or, or you know, if you want to yeah. talk to anybody really in, in, in your circle, don't be afraid to, you know, even if you, like, i got to be real with you, when Game of Thrones finished, like, I'm pretty sure I talked to my therapist about it. Like it really yeah. upset me, you know. Don't be afraid to to, to share yeah. if if this stuff has deeply affected you. It's okay to feel all of that because you have people that feel the same way, and we will hear you and we will listen to yeah. you. Yeah, fiction is a a gloriously beautiful thing. Um, 
And when it's done beautifully and when it's done well, it can mean the world. And when it's done yeah. poorly at the end, it can really, really hurt. And um, yeah, just know people are there with you and uh, we're all feeling yeah. this together. So, yeah. yeah, that was really nice to say, Francis. Oh, thanks, Alyssa. That's really good. I'm really glad you put that in. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's, it's definitely true. And you know what? Like, when that happened, when she died, I burst into tears yeah. and I felt that like a breakup mm-hmm. for like a day mm-hmm. until the next day. I was kind of like, ah, I've got to like, you know, got to find a way to, uh, you know, just step away from it a bit and distance myself. Yeah. But um, but the wound will exist yeah, for a while and that's okay. The wound is there. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like would it, I would encourage anyone who's really, really struggling with this finale, like just go get help, talk to someone, talk to a loved one, go be in a safe place um, and, and find, find other forms of fiction that make you happy. There are other things out there that have good endings for queer characters and there's more being made all the time. We're in a, we're in a place where, you know, there's a lot more responsible storytelling coming out. Um, and every day gets a little bit better. Oh, did I just do? Did I just do? It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not 2016. It's 2022. Not that you know this is a separate thing. We're we're not beyond this as a society. Mm. Um, but it does get better. Yeah, over time. I I would also say in the next wrap up. Um, I mean, I haven't really like green lighted this with Alyssa, but I'm just gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> um, we will be sharing our own uh, thoughts on how the season should have gone um, mm, and, yes, and just writing a, a synopsis of what we would have done yeah. from beginning to end and how we would have ended it. Um, you know, yeah. just to, just to kind of give like a, a nicer way to kind of think about how even Villanelle could have ended. Um, yeah. I've had ideas since the beginning of this season, you know, and I had ideas okay. of where it should have gone and it is, you know, obviously devastating that none of those things happened. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, or if you have ideas, you know, send them through. Um, but it's just, you know, we, we, at the end of the day, we just care about these characters and we cared about the mm-hmm. show deeply. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're here. Me and Alyssa have been supporting each other uh, through this yes. uh, trying time. Uh, yeah, very trying time. And, you know, <laughs> I would hope that, you know, there are many um, other shows that are coming out in, you know, the near future. I am yeah. um, yeah. hoping that there are plenty of queer stories to come that mm-hmm. that don't make this same mistake that should have never happened, you know. But, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and and definitely. And the the last thing I wanted to say, well, do you have anything else to add I am done. to this? You go ahead, darling. Okay. Yes. No, the last thing I was going to say is that, I mean, I haven't heard great things about the codename Villanelle books, but there is another universe where even Villanelle are together at the end. So if this ending that Laura Neal has given you is not satisfactory and you don't like it, there is another universe where they live together mm-hmm. and i wanted to read an excerpt from that Can oh that yes process? do it yes <laughs> i don't know if this is going to cheer people up but i read i've never read the books at all but i read the last page of the, <laughs> of the codename villanelle books um 
This morning, we took the metro. The pavements were crowded with shoppers, their breath vaporous in the cold air. Vaporous in the cold air. <laughs> we had lunch in a cafe above the House of Books and then crossed the road to Zara, where I tried on skirts and sweaters and Oksana bought a hoodie. By the time we came out of the building, the brightness had gone from the sky and the first snowflakes were drifting down. Arm in arm, we walked down to the embankment. We spent a long time there, but no one took any notice of us. We were just two women gazing out over the frozen river in the fading light of a Russian winter afternoon. And that's, and that's how that's how the book And ends. that's how the show ended. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, you know the the way I was waiting for like an end credit scene yeah. where it was like you yeah, know, like a, my Marvel something obsessed better ass. than what we've got. The way I was waiting for that, it was mad. my Marvel obsessed ass was yeah, like waiting till the end credits be like, what's the post credit scene? But um, yeah, but nah, or like Pam, just rock yeah. up, use your embalming skills, say Bill and Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for listening. This has been therapeutic. Yeah, it has been nice, and you know, it's not yes. nice to talk about what happened here, but there is nice to have a community to turn to or friends to turn to who feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, we yes. hope that you have a very uh calm <laughs> rest of the week uh, a very um uh, gentle rest of the yes, week just take the time uh, take the need. time you need go out in nature have a deep breath <laughs> yeah. um eat some good food go for a nice walk yeah read a yeah. nice book watch a nice show do nice things do nice things yeah. for yourself and we will be back next week for our season yes wrap up. yes which it's probably just gonna be more yeah. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we can talk about some things that we liked in episode, uh, season one and season two and stuff as yeah. well wow francis you are you are bathed in i'm bathed i'm still <laughs> bathed in <darkness. laughs> I, I emotionally i am in darkness i'm i'm at the bottom of the mariana Nah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Uh, and yes. we um, will please send us your feedback. Talk to yes, us. Yes, at House of Palestry and House of Palestry at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next week. Oh, Francis, can I just say something sentimental? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I, I said goodbye before. This is our post credit scene. <laughs> oh, this is our post credit scene. This is what you should have got from Killian. No, um, Francis, I've really enjoyed this time spending time with you and it's been really fun talking about the show and like having a, a place to discuss the things we like and didn't like and i really appreciate your friendship friend oh. that wasn't that emotional because like if i was actually emotional i think i would cry yes. well so, yeah. Alyssa, uh, i feel the same way and we have known each other for 17 18 something years yes. um like and yeah. every moment spent time. with you is like a drop of sunshine and oh, I really oh. appreciate talking to you about this, yeah. even though this whole season has been shit. Shit. But um, yeah, it's yeah. it's been a pleasure as always. It's to been a pleasure. Spend time and I would like to end on one one more yes. thing. Sorry. Uh, my favorite quote from episode eight, even though I don't want to talk about this clusterfuck anymore, mm-hmm. was um. Villanelle and Eve pushing Villanelle out the way when they were looking at the tarot 
cards and Villanelle goes, Eve, don't shove the sun. Don't shove the sun. I agree. You are my son, yes. Villanelle. Forever. Yes. Until the end yes, of time. Are. All yeah. right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Good night. House of Palestri. Goodbye. 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 Killing Eve because you're dead to me. Uh. <laughs>